Welcome to Positively 365, a podcast by Joe Wattis. We wish to entertain, instruct, and motivate. If nothing else, hopefully we can entertain and inspire you to live a more positive life 365 days a year. We hope you enjoy this message. So, Grandpa, as Dave at his engagement party, your marriage to Grandma is legendary. Everyone talks about how you two get along so well and never fight. What is the secret to your successful marriage? Well, said Grandpa Joe, after taking a deep puff of his cigar, it all started on the way home from our wedding. We hadn't gone but a mile when the horse started to give us trouble. I gave the horse a little whip, and that's when I heard your grandma say in a low voice, that's strike one. A bit later, the horse stopped again. That's strike two, she said. The third time, it stopped. She grabbed my shotgun and shot the horse in the head. I was in shock. My horse was now dead. I looked at her and said, Why in the world would you do that? He was a good horse, and you just killed him. She looked at me and said, That's strike one. I want you to know that no horse or any other animal was harmed in the making of this podcast. Do you desire authentic happiness? The kind where you wake up joyful and possess a heart filled with peace and contentment? Are you interested in treating people better, even the mean ones? Or in mending some broken relationships, even the ones you didn't break? Do you struggle with how to make the right call in the face of fear or moral uncertainty? Most of us want more happiness, contentment, healed relationships, and the courage to navigate through tough times. Think about your life for a moment. Why do you do the stuff you do every day? I bet that the primary reason for why you do the things that you do is so that you can be happy. Let's elaborate. Why do people dedicate themselves to their work? We work hard because doing well in our careers fulfills us, and being fulfilled makes us happy. Why do people get married, have kids, travel, and hang out with family and friends? I would venture to say that uniting in love, watching kids discover the world, globe-trotting, and hanging out with loved ones makes us authentically happy. The truth is, once we are happy in this way, we don't wait for something better or grander or more pleasurable to happen. We don't need that. Happiness is not a stepping stone. It is the ultimate goal, the end of the road. This was taught by the great philosopher Aristotle. He points out that happiness is the ultimate goal of all our activity. The way we ultimately achieve this happiness is through a life of virtue. But there is some good news and some bad news here. We will find out what that is when we come back. But first, here is our trivia question of the day. What continent has the fewest flowering plants.
Stay tuned for the answer when we come back. Welcome back. Do you know the answer to today's trivia question? What continent has the fewest flowering plants? Antarctica, of course. Perhaps the answer to that question will change in the decades ahead as climate change takes hold of the planet. We'll see. So there's good news and bad news when it comes to virtue. The good news is that it is fairly simple to discover what the virtues are. It's actually fairly intuitive and simple. The bad news is that habitually acting in accordance with each virtue is tedious and hard, just like most stuff in life that is worth doing. So, how do we discover the virtues? Imagine that you went into an airport anywhere in the world and tapped a random person on the shoulder and asked, Excuse me, is it good to be honest? Everyone you ask is very, very, very likely to say yes. The same thing would happen if you asked a different person about whether it is good to be compassionate or courageous or kind. We humans tend to agree that these traits are good things to have, and no one you ask needs to do a lot of research to come to these conclusions. We just feel that these things are inherently good and we say so. This makes them virtues. Let's look at the flip side of the coin. You would likely get a different reaction if you asked random people at airports if it's good to be wealthy. Some people would say definitely yes, others no. Some might think about it for a while, shrug their shoulders and remain confused. That response doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with wealth. It just means that wealth is not a virtue because we don't in all inherently agree that it is good to possess. So, we've identified the virtues, now what? Once we have our list of virtues, we need to incorporate them into our daily life. This is the hard part. It's not good enough to just think about being a good person. We must also act on those thoughts in order to flourish. So we should try to live every day by practicing more honesty, compassion, and courage. We should make these virtues habits and constantly try to perfect them while at the same time eliminating vices such as envy, greed, and meanness. As we do this, says Aristotle, we will become more and more virtuous and thereby more and more happy. That sounds like a great plan. So what's the holdup? Why don't more people do this all day long? Well, there are at least three roadblocks. First, we tend to default to the easier path in life. For example, many times it's just easier to lie than to tell the truth. It's generally easier to be mean and hold grudges than it is to swallow our pride and be compassionate. 
it tends to be much easier to act cowardly than it is to muster the courage in a scary situation. So that's what we pick, the path of least resistance, simply because it's easier. Second, becoming a good person takes practice. We are good at trying to live a life of virtue for a time, but then we find it gets tiresome and tedious. Also, because so few people seek virtue, we don't often have the support of many others. Finally, we don't see the results right away. Becoming a good person is like obtaining a chiseled physique, so I'm told. It takes a great deal of time, energy, and attention. But we want results right away. It doesn't exactly work that way. To live a life of virtue, we need the discipline to continue with the knowledge that results may take some time. We must work to overcome these roadblocks to living a virtuous life. According to Aristotle, if we are able to overcome these roadblocks and live a life of virtue, we can find true happiness and fulfillment. So, what can Aristotle teach us about 21st century happiness? First, understand that virtue is necessary for happiness. When we live a life of virtue, we operate out of the deepest part of who we are as human beings. Just think of the joy that comes from doing an act of kindness or generosity to another person. This is because such acts resonate with who we are at the deepest level. Second, know yourself. If you want to be truly happy, you cannot be internally at war with yourself. You must bring your intellect, emotions, and actions into harmony with each other. Otherwise, you might experience a situation where you desire something that you know to be wrong intellectually, and the result is often bad decisions and unhappiness. Third, find your life's purpose. Can you ever truly be fulfilled without knowing what you are living for? Once you understand yourself at this deep level, you will know where you can best contribute your unique talents to the world. Are you wanting to live a happier, more fulfilling life? If so, take the advice of the philosopher Aristotle. Find your happiness and fulfillment in a life of virtue. Here is the challenge for this week. Look for at least one opportunity each day to practice an act of kindness, generosity, or courage. If you can do this, the world as a whole, and your world in particular, will be a better place. We conclude this week's episode with a fable that brings much of this together. An elderly carpenter was ready to retire. He told his boss of his plans to leave the house building business and live a more leisurely life with his family. He would miss the paycheck each week 
but he did want to retire, and he thought they could get by. The boss was so sorry to see the good worker go, and he asked if he could just build one more house as a personal favor. The carpenter agreed to build one more house. As he built this last house, it became apparent that his heart was not in his work. He resorted to shoddy workmanship. He used inferior materials and took shortcuts. It was an unfortunate way to end a dedicated career. When the carpenter finished his work, his boss came to inspect the house. Then he handed the front door key to the carpenter and said, "This is your house, my gift to you." The carpenter was shocked. What a shame! If he had only known he was building his own house, he would have done it all so differently. So it is with us. We build our lives daily, one day at a time, often putting less than our best into the building. Then, with the shock, we realize that we have to live in the house that we have built. If we could just do it over, we would do it. So much differently, but you cannot go back. You are the carpenter, and every day you hammer a nail, place a board, or erect a wall. Someone once said, "Life is all a do-it-yourself project." Your attitude and the choices you make today help build the house you will live in tomorrow. Therefore. Build wisely. Thank you for joining us today. Please consider taking a moment to like, rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can also connect with us and join the conversation on Facebook. Just search for Positively Three Sixty Five. We would love to hear from you. So, until next time, stay positive today and every day, three hundred sixty-five days a year.